Welcome to the Out of the Basement Podcast, a show where a group of friends get together and talk about a variety of geeky topics. Find out what shows we've been watching, find out what movies we've seen, find out what games we're playing. Come along and join us. We hope you enjoy the show. Right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. My name is always Devin Terak, and today we've got a lot of people joining us. We've got Patrick Leeson. Out in the PEI, but only for two more weeks. Uh, Patrick Ramsahoy. Hey, guys. Paul Sanders. Hello. And joining us from the CTC and Extreme Tabletop Gaming, it's Joe Miedema. Hey, everybody. <laughs> all right. So um, let's just jump right into it. What have you all been up to? We're going to do this in the new format that we came up with as of our um, anniversary episode back in November. And we're going to start with movies. Who wants to talk about movies? Paul, how about you? What have you been watching? Um, nothing. Cool. Okay, moving on. Patrick. <laughs> that, was, that was fast. What? Easy peasy. It's, it's, it's true. There's there's really nothing that's caught my eye, nothing that's come out that I've... I haven't seen anything in theaters in three years, you know, and it's just nothing new in movies that I seem to be interested in. Like, none of the Marvel stuff has caught my eye at all. I kind of... I seem to have really drifted away from that stuff. I don't know why. Well, mainly because everything kind of ended with Endgame, right? So it seemed like a nice place to stop, and then you haven't picked up with the new stuff they're coming out with. I mean, I have watched some of the new stuff, but it just it doesn't feel as good as that stuff did before. And I, I'm not sure why. Like, it, I don't know. I just feel like everything feels darker, and I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it. I just don't like it as much. So Okay. I don't know. That's just me. Pat, movies, go. Uh, <laughs> all right, I saw um, Medieval, uh, which is based on in uh, Hungary area. The a hero of uh, those times, and it was actually pretty good. It was it was nice and brutal medieval sort of one, like did lots of gore and uh, also good medieval you know healing. Oh, you've got a cut in your eye? Here, let's grab some maggots and throw them in there, so they'll eat the dead flesh, and you'll be able to you know survive. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I recommend it if anyone who likes that sort of, you know, Pendragon, medieval sort of idea. It's a nice one. And again, not that much because the whole thing going on with mom and all that. Oh, uh, sorry. One other one. Held Dogs uh, in the House of Bamboo, which is a, um Asian one, uh, Japanese. It's actually pretty good. Uh, Yakuza sort of idea. Not too much Hong Kong uh, action. More just brutal viciousness. And that's it for movie. That's it for movie. I, I recommend it if you anyone who likes sort of you know, Asian flavor ja, yakuza sort of idea triads, it's a good one to pick up. Okay, Joe, how about you? Have you been watching any movies? Uh, no, I have not. The last movie I watched was uh, Top Gun Maverick, and then I watched it because it came out on like digital HBO or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I kind of watched that. And nope, more in shows, not movies at this point. Okay, Pat. Um, yeah, I we had initially been planning to see Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania yesterday, but uh, the uh, lackluster reviews from friends uh, got us thinking we'll just wait until it shows up on Disney Plus next month or something. Uh, other than that, yeah, I haven't really seen any movies in the theaters or on TV for that matter. Oh, sorry. We did watch uh, the Jennifer Lopez movie Shotgun Wedding. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
wouldn't really recommend it all well, that much. Yeah. I was going to say, why? Yeah. Uh, Jen ended up watching it on her own, and she said, Dev, it's a good thing you didn't watch this. You would not have liked this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Seems uh, like all movies these days have just gone right to the shitter. Uh, I haven't seen any winners or no. heard of any winners or anything. The Northman. The, oh, I didn't talk about North because I wasn't there last month. But watch the Northman. Oh, Hamlet done mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Northman was decent. Yeah, I saw that when it was first in theaters many, many moons ago. Well, and a lot of people are like, oh, it's a whole bunch of action. It's like not really. There's there's not that much action scenes in the movie. Mm -hmm. yeah. it, there's a you know. I mean, I've heard. Okay, this is completely off topic, but. Um... Well, no, it's Wait. not off topic. It, it is a new movie. I haven't seen it personally, but I've heard great things about it. And it's it's on, I guess it's on Prime Video. It's the Whale, the the Brendan Fraser film. Yeah, I hear I hear it's fat. You know, it's a drama. It's not like our it's usual our... thing, yeah. but I hear it's really really good. So I, I don't yeah. think it's something I would ever watch, but. You know, if if it's if that's the kind of thing you're into, then apparently well, it's really good. It's really good, but I mean, there are some good indie ones like Everywhere, Everything at Once. Oh my god, I I tried watching that. It is garbage. Really? Yeah, I hear, garbage. I hear. I really oh, enjoyed it. It's beautiful, man. Oh. If you want to see if you want to see multiverse stuff, watch that instead of Doctor Strange. Yeah, oh. so I I tried watching it. I got to the part where they're um at the IRS, and I'm like, no, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Oh, you got to keep watching, man. Yeah, you got to keep watching. I hear it's almost as good as that, um, oh shit, what is it? Uh, no, that, it, no, okay, never mind. I, it, it's something, I can't remember what it is though. It, it was Doctor Strange on, one? No, 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 it had, I think it had to, had to do, crap, what was it? I want to say, um, I want to say Game of Thrones, but not. No. No, like I said, if you want to compare anything, it would be Doctor Strange. I'm looking at, I'm looking Because up of the was. multiverse sort of stuff and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. That's what it's, that's what it's closer <laughs> no, to. No, I'm not thinking multiverse. I'm just thinking it was sort of, um, wasn't the Lord of the Rings stuff either. It was just something that they put out, they thought was going to be successful and it bombed really bad. Oh, there's a bunch. Yeah. No, I know that, but it was sort of like... Well, uh, there's um, The Witcher... Uh, yeah, that was it. That was yeah. it, The Witcher yeah. thing. But yeah, that that's not that's not a movie. It's a miniseries. No, I know that, but, you know, just things like that. Just You thought right, they were going to be good, and they were just absolute trash. Oh, no, no. It, everything Everywhere at Once is not trash. No, it, it's good. Remember, De Dev didn't like the original Blade Runner, so he has no say in these sort of things. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't like the original Blade Runner either. I thought it was long, convoluted, and boring. It is. It is all of those things. Oh. Okay. Anyway, um, I was on a uh, airplane recently, so I watched a ton of movies. <laughs> I'm <gonna> say that. <laughs> um, the one I really want to talk about because one of them was like the the third installment of the Fast and Furious movies, Tokyo Drift, which I love. I just watched that for like the eighth or ninth time or whatever. That, mm -hmm. I love that movie. But uh, the ones I actually want to talk about, um, the first one is called The Menu. It's not really within our genre normally, mm -hmm. but... I it, think that's also available on Prime now. It is. Or, or on Disney+. Plus. It is fucked up in all the best ways. Um, yeah. It's basically um, one of those elitist, snobby restaurants in the middle, like on an island, where these people pay, you know, thousands of dollars to go and have a chef give you um, 
food that's not really even food it's it's uh concepts more than anything like our, our visual spectacles but it takes a very dark turn like three quarters of the way through the movie and then it just goes off the rails it is fantastic i absolutely recommend the menu very very good really enjoyed that um oh. Is this where they find out they're eating people? No. I don't think they actually ever eat that, people. That's Soylent Green. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, sorry. I mean, when you said dark, that's the that's the angle. That I, 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 told, I, told, I totally get you. I, I get where you're coming from. Did, did you talk about Black Adam last time? Mm-hmm. Okay. I talked about Black Adam. I think not, not even last time, but the time before, because it's been a while yeah. since Black Adam came out. Uh, it's on Prime. Or no. Yeah. Is it on Prime now? Is it on Prime? Uh, Crave. It's on Crave. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. Uh, so the next movie I want to talk about is called Moonshot. Um, it, really weird title because it's about going to Mars, not about going to the moon. Um, it's near future. It's 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 comedy, love. Um, what do you what do you call rom com? More than anything else. Um, th- apparently, people are starting to colonize Mars, but you have to get into like a, a program oh. in order to get. Uh, selected to go to Mars because, you know, they, they want engineers and, and people who will actually benefit society, not riffraff. And there's this guy, there's this guy there who's just basically a barista's assistant is the best he can accomplish. He's unable to really rise any higher than that, but he really wants to go to Mars. And uh, like that's, that's kind of like the, his long-term future goal. I want to be Mars. Mars, my life will be better if I get to Mars. And then he, and then he, he meets this meets girl. girl. Yep. And then it turns out the girl is going to Mars on the next launch, which is the next day. Um, uh, So then he loses her. So then he's like, okay, I'm going to get on the next launch. Uh, And then he befriends this girl and talks her into going to Mars because she has uh, her boyfriend and her boyfriend's family is all up there. So she's going. And then he accompanies her to uh, to the launch facility and then sneaks on board and becomes basically a, a stowaway on this trip to mars it is that can't happen <laughs> see that would fuck up the entire like oh i know the whole mission is jeopardized <laughs> the whole mission is like because the weight allowance is off the oxygen levels yes. water levels everything is is would be fucked up well this is where i is no way in a cold compartment too no yeah, it, well like, the whole the whole thing is this is more like a luxury liner it's it's not oh, okay. it's not what we would normally think of as a spaceship going to mars which is you know very tight tolerances this is oh there's all sorts of open spaces people have cabins with all this lounging area there's you know common rooms there's storage areas all of it oxygenated and warm how are they launching? Uh, they have to obviously it's launching from space no no they're not nope. launching from earth. La- launches from earth in this giant no, it cube no, it, it can't. This goes, no. Stop trying to bring realism into rom-coms, okay? Do you understand? This is a romantic comedy, not a sci-fi movie. It's, it's, it's like, no, you're not going to launch an entire that big a thing with empty space from Earth. Yes. You anyway, know? the movie is hilarious. <laughs> the guys are very funny. Uh, the love story between the two is really, really sweet. So that, that one I very much liked. And then no, I, won't watch it. Uh, I actually did go and see um, Ant-Man Quantumania yesterday. Um, it was it was okay. They were like visually amazing. Like it's spectacular because they spend, you know, 99% of the movie in the quantum realm. So all the visuals are completely fucked up. Uh, but it was it was cool. The storyline wasn't amazing, uh, but it introduced the whole concept of Kang the Conqueror and the multiverse, which was cool. kind of talked upon yeah yeah it was introduced it was introduced in loki and expanded upon here 
Oh, it was it was decent. I liked it. It was I wouldn't go out of my way to see it again, but it was yeah, it was fine. And they're they're doing this weird thing in theaters now, and maybe it was just the one theater I went to. Like I didn't go to like a three D showing or anything. I just went to a like, regular showing. But they had the parts when they were in the quantum realm. They projected onto the side walls of the auditorium. So, oh, so you, you have like this 3D, not 3D, but like a surrounding effect. But like the, the stuff on the walls, because they were regular walls and not screen, were kind of blurry and, and you, you couldn't really oh, make out anything there. Yeah. It, it, it was distracting more than anything. And the weird part is they didn't do it for the entire movie. They did it for like maybe five or six scenes. So it was really oh. off-putting. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, that'd be weird to have. It is like, very why, weird. Why... Yeah, I don't, I don't know why they did that, but that's, that's what they did. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's it for movies, I guess. Let's move on to TV shows. Apparently, we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. And let's go in reverse order. I'll go first. Um, because I love talking. Uh, Jen and I have spent the last three or four, or maybe actually a lot of weeks, watching this show called The Last Ship on Amazon Prime. Uh, it's oh, about I, this. I want to see that. It's about this American uh cruiser i want to say like a missile cruiser that mm. is sent on this mission up to the arctic uh during the, the start of a worldwide pandemic and brilliantly this was set about three years before our pandemic started or started yeah, it was when it first came out yeah it was on space or something yeah something and it was amazingly prescient uh it went of course a little past how bad the pandemic got in on our planet where like 70 percent of the world is wiped out by this thing but um story-wise super super fun um the characters are fantastic uh the people are in actual real danger so like main characters every once in a while will die like like it's part sometimes the action scenes are very like a team where thousands of rounds are going off and no one's getting hit and then other times people are dying like actual characters are dying so at least some of the action scenes felt like they had some weight to them um decent show uh it maybe went a few years too long uh five years with at every time so at the end of the second season they've served they've solved the worldwide pandemic and then the next season they're there's a new crisis and once again they're the last ship and then there's another crisis after that with europe or, or china um uh the, the the far east and then the last one is uh south america rises up as a united block against the states so it's it's a little you know rah rah go america we're the greatest but there mm -hmm. there's some real darkness in there as well like uh just seeing some of the the darkest parts of humanity when when there's uh, absolute chaos and, and no one to kind of rein people in. Um, so it was it was interesting. It's it's a it's a pretty good show. Uh, does anyone else have anything you want to talk about, Pat? Well, yes. Let's go through everyone <laughs> as opposed to just you talking. Oh, I I, I thought we just move on to the next subject. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, just like that. He's like, okay, everyone's done, right? All right, uh, Pat. Which one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. there's both of us. You. <laughs> okay, and we're both talking, and you're saying you. <laughs> Well, I was in the, I, I was in the middle of taking a drink. Uh, Gleason, go ahead. All right, so um, not too much TV shows, but I have started watching Vikings again, and also I got into uh, Game of Thrones because I never actually watched it when it first came out because it was on TV, and I hate watching TV, and didn't have cable for HBO. So, um, and then because of Pendragon and Paladin, I'm like, you know, let's check it out. So I got 
into I'm up to season three now. I won't watch season eight just because I've I've heard so many patterns about. There's that. nothing wrong with season eight. They they accelerate the ending a bit, yes, but it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll go with other people's opinions. <laughs> okay. Whatever. You're lost. Um. But I I'm really enjoying it, and um, like, it's so well done. You know, it it's definitely nasty and dirty and you know it's way too many boobs all the time that really don't help the story like i'm sorry like it's you know, it's, it's hbo There's yes always boobs mm -hmm. on that. um and that's about again because all the other stuff going on that's all i've been really watching okay, okay. joe hmm i have to pull up my old netflix here no i uh, ended up watching um the jack ryan on prime oh i love it Mm -hmm. I think it's season two or three, whatever the latest one is. And, three. Uh, I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. The whole clash with Russia has always been like a classic part of their, um, their kind of storyline for the last mm -hmm. three, four, five decades. So I've uh, always enjoyed that, and and watching them go through different locations, like their sets were in so many wonderful and amazing other countries. That that's one thing I really enjoy is being able to see parts of Italy, or you know, they're going through Athens, or they're going through here or there. You know, backwaters, Russia. Or, yeah, I just thought it was really nice to see parts of Europe, and nice. um, this, the story itself was pretty solid. And uh, yeah, you know, mm. always the good guy, the bad guy, and and the other yeah. guys see how they interact together. Uh, Joel, have you ever watched uh, Reacher? Jack Reacher? The yeah. yeah, the TV show. I yes, but I've watched yes. the movies with Tom Cruise, and I've watched the TV series with the big big guy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I forget his name, but he's a monster. Yeah. Yes. And is there a new Reacher season? Coming no, out? it hasn't or, come out yet, but it is coming. Hasn't come out yet. It's coming. He's 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 gained even more bulk muscle. No. <laughs> yes. Even more. Even more is like Jesus Christ. Like... Not to give it away, but he's like, yeah, all you guys should go through the normal door, and he's like, I'll go through the garage door. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> now it's more necessary than just a cool plot twist. Exactly. No, I yeah, I think we watched a few other things, but uh, for sure, for sure, those stick out to me as uh, kind of the big ones. I haven't watched any of the House of the Dragon um, yet, and mm -hmm. anything on Crave I don't have yet. So those are kind of like something that I'd like to do in the next two months or so. Okay, let's uh, go on with Mac. Okay, well, uh, I'll keep it short. Um, been watching a bunch of animes. Uh, one that I'm really looking forward to every week to uh, when it comes out is uh, Don't Don't Toy with Me, Ms. Nagatoro. Uh, so it's the second season now. Uh, so it's basically about this. Uh, uh, I think he's second year high school, and uh, he meets this uh, first year high school girl who starts out bullying him, um, teasing him about uh, the fact. That you know he's basically a loner, doesn't hang out with people very much, and so on. Uh, and eventually, things start getting uh, a bit romantic between them. And it's different from this kind of uh, of anime because usually the girl is like in total control of what's going on. Uh, and uh, in this one, uh, she's definitely trying to tease him and uh, flirt with him. Uh, but she always takes it uh, a little too far and ends up getting herself uh, all flustered. Uh, one example is uh, they're in the art room. He's an artist. Uh, and uh, it's starting to get to be winter, and she's talking about how she's going to be putting on tights from now on because uh, it's getting cold. 
uh, and she sees this as an opportunity to tease him, and she uh, tries getting him to put on the tights for her. Um, and, you know, he's reluctant, but he's thinking, you know, uh, I've got to, you know, I need, there's no reason for me not to do this. Uh, anyhow, you know, she's just liking it as he's embarrassingly putting these tights on her until he gets up to her hemline, and then she realizes, oh, this is going to go a little too far. Uh, and, uh, you know, totally backs off from it, so, right? So the the two of them, because uh, she tends to take things too far, uh, she, it's, uh, you know, she ends up getting just as embarrassed as he does at times, but uh, she's also quick-witted enough to recover and, uh, and press on the attack again afterwards. Um, another one I want to talk about is Flash Season 9 has started. Uh, so this is the final season of Flash. Uh, oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> Paul, it's a show you don't watch. Why do you care if they keep making more I seasons? I watched it for quite a few seasons, and then it got mm. way too ridiculous for me. So did most and, of the Arrowverse. And I was yeah. just like, no, I'm done with this. And it just keeps going. And I see YouTube videos all the time, and I just kind of glance mm. at them. They're like little clips or whatever. And I'm like, this is so stupid. Have you not read comics? You're, you're not going to be dis especially DC comics. You're not going yes. to be disappointed by the way this season's been going either. Uh, <laughs> for, for for example, uh, this last episode, uh, they need to basically try and steal something from a military base before the actual bad guys steal it. Uh, so. You know, they uh, they get together a bunch of friendly rogues, so villains that are more or less on their side to try and do this, the theft ahead of time. Uh, and the reason they're doing this is because the uh, commander of the base, where this top secret item is being kept, uh, doesn't really trust Team Flash or, or uh, Barry Allen. Um, they have a bad history together, which is fine, but, you know... Just shortly before all of this, uh, Barry Allen was talking to his uh, captain, police captain, who knows that he's the Flash as well, and she's also a meta, and it's like, well, okay, why not get her to alert the military base? She's the police captain for the entire city. He would have to listen to her if uh, she's saying, we have uh, on good authority that somebody's going to be making an attempt on this item that you guys have. But, but also, <laughs> like, why does Flash need help? Uh, well, because like, there were there were four generators that all need to be disabled at exactly the same time. It's a flash. Yeah, he's not okay. He, he can is, go. He's fast enough to outrun a nuclear explosion in this in this world, but no, he's not fast enough to put off to turn off all three machines at the same time. Uh, anyhow, yeah, it's called a I contrivance. Mean, you're, you're, okay. Yes, yes exactly, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Those teleporters aren't working. There's a storm that's disaffecting the teleporters. We have to use our shuttles again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's sort of that, like um, it, it's like so he's not fast enough to turn all three off at the same time, but yet humans can coordinate well enough to do it exactly at the same time. Sure, they can. Three, radios. two, one, sure. go. Yeah, Easy. We can't even get our all those World War Two movies where they're court, you know, synchronize your watches now. Yeah, but okay, the synchronous, yeah, but those things, it can be off by a few seconds, because it doesn't really matter, even when they're turning the keys for things. Yeah, but apparently he's fast enough to outrun a nuclear blast, but yeah. that's, yeah. you know, getting three people to no, do they're... something at the same time. The dude's uh, fast enough to was... change time, okay? Yes, exactly. <laughs> there was one episode where he 
the entire episode was quite literally occurring while they're all in hyperspeed and a nuclear explosion is going off. Mm -hmm. It's a, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's silly. And yeah, I guess it's a good thing that this is the last season. Um, and that's it. Otherwise, we've been watching documentaries and, you know, fix it up shows and that sort of stuff. Okay, well, let's move on to the no, next. Paul. Oh, Paul, Paul sorry. Nice to Jesus, Dev. Oh, yeah. Don't there you have a or something? Okay, there fine. Are... Go ahead, Paul. There are actually a few things that have caught my eye. I haven't watched them yet, but... Well, that's not true. Um, I have been watching the new, the latest season of The Bad Batch, which mm. is out. Mm. And it, so far, it's not bad. I am getting a little bit confused with the whole uh, why get rid of the clones thing. It just seems odd to me. They're supposedly this perfect army, but I guess they're not loyal enough to do the the dirty work that the emperor that the emperor wants them to do. So they're going to get just regular people who won't ask questions, which confuses me because these yeah. clones are supposed to be completely loyal and do whatever they say. Yeah, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, and that, and it, that just makes me go, I don't understand. Anyway, so there's that. Plus, there's a new season of Carnival Row out on Prime. Mm -hmm. And it's been like, what, four or five years, six years since the first season? Yeah, it's been a long yeah. time. And I haven't started watching it yet, but I'm very interested in seeing where they go with that. Okay, I, I watched the first episode or two of it and lost interest. Mm. Oh, yeah, I, I, I thought I didn't it was talk you didn't talk about it, but not that I really care, but did you watch the new Blue People Swim in Water one? I don't, I don't know what that means. Uh, Avatar. Avatar. Oh, I don't even know there was water in Avatar. No, I have not watched Avatar, nor do I have any oh. interest in Avatar. I, I did watch the Wakanda Forever. Forgot about that one. I still haven't seen that. It's it's alright. No interest. I mean, I might watch it eventually, but... I really it's actually it. pretty good. Uh, no, yeah. So here's this uh, super brainy teenage girl who develops stuff like Tony Stark, but mm -hmm. better. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, also is now a martial arts supreme fighter as well. Because mm -hmm. she's fighting against Namor, who's been around for 500 years fighting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then in seven days, she builds a whole bunch of suits. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Talented. Yeah, very talented, obviously. Yeah, I, I didn't like the there first Wakanda probably. movie either, and that's no. that's probably why. Yeah. It's it's okay. Namor was interesting, but mm -hmm. uh, and the rest of it was just, nah. How is he compared to uh, Aquaman from uh, from DC Universe? Uh, different history. He's different actually, history. yeah. yeah. He's, he's Aztec in origin. Oh, really? Well, they yeah. changed, they've, they've changed his history. Okay. Yeah. They re they retconned him. Of course. So he's now Aztec originally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um and it's through through vibranium that they mutated to yeah. be able to survive in the water. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And uh he does have his winged feet though. Yes, he does. Which is like, okay, I, I understand, you know, that's that's him, but it, it looks funny. <laughs> it looks it does look funny in live action as you're like Okay, how much weight can a sparrow fly with? <laughs> Holy laden sparrow. Like... <laughs> send a text message. I didn't mean way down the whole thing. Gotta fly here. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, so now we can move on to the uh, next segment. All right. So the <laughs> next next topic, let's talk about uh, video games. Paul, what have you been up to? Oh, what have I been Conan. 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 <laughs> Just a little bit. You you were so desperate to get into it. You tried twenty eight times in a row to log on last. Oh, night. you don't. Um, I've been trying since one o'clock, and I just got in now. <laughs> <laughs> Only to find out my character stuck, which usually involves reloading the game to uh, fix. Free that up, yeah. Yeah. So now I'm just sort of standing here. I've spent the last thirty five minutes trying to log in, and I'm going to have to log out now and try again for the next thirty five minutes to get back in. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with uh, with the Conan servers. It's it's entertaining. I haven't been doing. I did a, some. I didn't really do very much Conan. I haven't done very much video games for a while. Joe, what are you playing now? Well, at this very second, I'm playing Warhammer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dark Tide. Uh, name of it. Uh, no, actually, it's, it's an older one. What is it here? Warhammer Forty Thousand Gladius Relics of War, which is cool. oh that one. Yes, yep. Like, uh, knockoff, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, it's funny because this game came out a couple years ago. I loaded it up and only had a couple factions, and I really didn't like it. It just, you know, the first hour didn't uh, pull me in. Mm -hmm. But since two or three years ago, they've released all the factions, um, like another oh, nice. eight or nine factions. So I grabbed those on a Christmas sale for like two bucks per faction, and now I'm playing it. And you know what? It's uh, it's it's quite fun. The 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 kind of bringing in. I think Adeptus Sororitas of the Sisters was the most recent in Admech. Mm -hmm. um, right. Those kind of two factions came in and they did a really good job, um, you know, kind of modeling them and voices and their little witty comments. And, you know, because, you know, Sisters of Bat are all about faith. And anyways, if you do something kind of dumb, like, well, that, you know. Kind they of, burn you. They burn you, yeah, with your, their emulators. So, no, it's, uh, it, yeah, it's a fun little game. Um, and I had beat Cyberpunk 2077. Um, within the last month and did two of the different endings and between those two games it's kind of been my my go-to's um cyberpunk if i have you know a little extra time whereas gladius is just turn-based save it and leave it so yeah you can play that's the thing i like about those ones time. yeah those ones i like you just go play for a little bit and you're like okay i'm done for now whereas yeah the other games you're like okay i'm gonna play this for three hours and yeah exactly you have to kind of dedicate to it so yeah that's the fun thing and um between the two games it's a lot of fun what else there's one last game what was I playing recently? Uh, well, Mass Effect 4, I think, is coming out at some point. So I played a little bit more Andromeda just to get, kind of get back into it. Mm -hmm. um, even though I think the new Mass Effect 4 won't be Andromeda-based, apparently. I think it's going to be Milky Way. I thought Andromeda so, was just shit, though. That's what I heard. I've never it, played it, but I heard it was a terrible expansion. So I played them all, and I liked... So 1, 2, and 3 definitely have their very unique components that, that I love. Andromeda, if you like the graphics and the scene, like if, if you enjoy a better graphic game than the 123 remasters, Andromeda has a much better graphics engine and an open exploring engine, so you could kind of Skyrim it up a little bit, um, which which I enjoyed. You're, you're right, though, it, it, it did get a lot of flack. Um, although, personally, I ended up playing everything in reverse order, so it was like Andromeda, then I played 123. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which was totally weird. <laughs> Very backwards. But uh, I, I, I still like both. I think there's a, a place in my heart for all of them. It's just, you know, the best storyline is not Andromeda. You know, the best graphics <laughs> is not one. You just have to yeah. give them each their own 
do, and hopefully number four isn't uh, isn't bad. Nice. Hopefully. That's it for games. Okay. Uh, Pat, I think we haven't done you yet. Um, well, uh, really, video game-wise, all I've been doing is continuing with Valheim. I seem to be the only person still uh, going ahead with it. Uh, hopefully, at some point, we'll uh, be able to clear a mine, an infested mine, on our stream, and then uh, go after the queen at some point. Uh, so I've just been uh, building a farming base uh, that happens to be on an area that's bordering the Mistlands and, uh, and the Plains. So I've got a full level 5 kitchen built there already. Uh, so we should be able to get some pretty good food. Nice. I actually have Valheim installed, but I completely forgot to link in with you guys. Um, so the next time you give me a heads up, I can start a character, then I'll join you. Cool. Oh, sure. <laughs> or just import a character over, because we're all fairly advanced at this point. Yeah, so originally when we started or restarted the server on our new seed, um, everyone either started with brand new characters or you know, dropped all of their high-level gear and just started with uh, with basic, you know, sword, um, stone swords or um, um, mm -hmm. wood sword, wood wood uh, gear. And yeah. then, throughout the game, as we defeated bosses, we progressed our gear. But since at this point we're at almost at the end game anyway, just bring a character you already have with your high-level stuff, and and then we'll just mm -hmm. add to it. Perfect. All right. Uh, as for me, I've really only been playing MechWarrior. Um, I, yeah, haven't, I, haven't, no. I haven't spent time doing anything else. I haven't played any Valheim. I haven't played any Conan. Uh, Conan, I, I do want to get into. I really like the, the game. Um, I just, I've had so many issues with my character losing all of their gear and having to start over from scratch and losing all sorts yeah, of legendaries that, that it's, is it's, annoying. it's pissed me off to the point where I'm like, I, I don't want to play anymore. So hopefully... I'll be motivated to get back into it at some point. Uh, as for Valheim, I really, really like Valheim, and I like the Mistlands expansion, and I want to do more stuff in Mistlands. Uh, it's just, it's so incredibly brutal, and I'm so tired of just dying over and over again and can't even recover my corpse because fucking ticks are camping my corpse. And then the moment, <laughs> I, no matter if I could be like, I could have the best food and have like 300 health, and then the second a tick latches onto you, before I can even get to my corpse, I'm dead. And at that point, it just it stops being any any sort of fun at all. So Whoa. I've I've taken a uh, uh, I've break. taken a break from it and uh, really been concentrating on uh, the the latest expansion, Rise of Rasselhag. Um, I started both a DLC based campaign and a or our career, and also restarted a full campaign because apparently I'd never got to the end of that game. But uh, I'm doing it fully modded, so. Um, I found it very hard to, to play that uh, the expansion without the mods that I had downloaded, and yeah. um, it took a couple of days for most of the mods to get you know brought be brought up to date, and then I was able to launch a new career. And so I'm I'm really really enjoying just you know grabbing clan gear or you know XL edges, just stuff that you can't get in the vanilla game, and uh, it's, it it makes the whole game a lot a lot more enjoyable. All right, let's move on to role-playing games. Um, again, we'll go in reverse order. Um, I've only really had one game that I've been able to either play in or run, and that's my Cyberpunk Red campaign with uh, the guys who used to do The Force and Always With You. They're local to me. We've actually been gaming in person, so that's Ooh, been, that's been su super exciting. 
I remember that sort of thing. <laughs> Being in person? Yeah, I've heard give, it, give it a month. Give it a month. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I'm I'm not driving out to Stitzel, just so you know. Um, Seriously, you make me drive all the way out to your place. No, yeah. no, I I would never make you drive all the way out to my place. I'd make you, you drive did it several times. I would make you yeah. drive out somewhere in between that's convenient for everybody. That's far, no, far. Yes, no, that's no. You've kind of were. That's why we always ended up going to Pat's place because that was central to both you out way, way, way in the east end or west end, and me out in the west end. So it made perfect sense to go somewhere in the middle, and that's where we would meet. And we'll need to find a place like that again. Anyway, that's that's not has nothing to do with the podcast. Let's move on. <laughs> well, it's sort of part of the podcast. That's role it is playing. Kind of. <laughs> I just think I, I think you're just being you're just being super uh, super uh, combative right now about this. Sure. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Super sud- uh, stubborn. Yeah. Oh, you can always come out to my place. I'm a little further east than uh, than Stittsville. <laughs> yeah, that's not better. <laughs> We're not in Stittsville anyway. Couldn't you guys move? I got a buddy's got an apartment downtown with like six units. You guys can buy and rent it out to a bunch of kids and- i yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i, I you 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 uh, mistook us for millionaires <laughs> <laughs> yeah housing prices in ottawa currently are f- still insane they, they're coming down but they're they're still pretty crazy yeah uh anyway for role playing, yeah, role playing i've games. been doing so mostly i haven't been able to play more of the Yggdrasil game the viking game only a couple times just because it's hard uh with bruce being out and freaking uh, England to try and coordinate times with him, especially when he's got a you know seven-month-old baby, <laughs> makes it really hard. Um, but I do have, I did manage to find a copy of the Song of Fire and Ice role-playing game based for the Game of Thrones uh, through Green Ronin. But they they lost a license, and no one has a license, so no one has it available. But I managed to track down a PDF of it. So, <laughs> exactly. But I will give that a try because it's similar to Pendragon, where it's you know Game of Thrones is based on family and your houses and heirs and everything, right? Uh, but this game system has it built into like real intrigue, not just the role of what do you. It's like okay, how do you, how well do you do you manipulate the other people? For PCs, they can be manipulated because it's like okay, what's your what are you known for? Your honor? Okay, well. They're going to manipulate your, you on your honor to do something they want you to do and make it seem like, oh, yeah, of course I would do that. My honor demands I go protect that little girl from, you know, that person. Well, that person's a high noble and you've just insulted <laughs> another mm-hmm. house. Um, so going to be setting that up on uh, maybe roll 20 or rolling in, in playing in person and uh, get the alien stuff ready to go when I get back to uh, Stittsville. And another one I want to start up is Blade Runner. I have the uh, the full set for the Blade Runner role-playing game. Okay. Is that uh, Adventures Off-World or...? No, no. You're, 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 you're a cop. You're a cop, baby. Okay. You're a Blade Runner. You're a Blade Runner working with cops. Because you're, you're not little people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so it's an interesting system because they actually have uh, an idea for a chase. Whereas, you know, in other games, like, okay... What's your movement? You know, like, and it's tactical. This one's, okay, you're going through a busy street. I don't care what your movement is. It all depends on, 
you know, does someone get in your way? Does does he know a shortcut and stuff like that? So there's so many rounds you have to do a chase and you draw cards and based on, you know, on how well it goes, either you catch a person or they get away and that's it. None of this. Well, I move 50 feet. He moves 30 feet. It's like, no, no, we don't care for that. This is more cinematic in nature for the chase. Mm -hmm. And they have also for car chases as well. So I want to give that a try. Cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe, have you been playing the games? No, not in person or kind of tabletop, uh, you know. Oh, I guess I've been playing some tabletop tactics stuff, but not RPG related. So that's something I'm actually looking forward to um, for out of the basement to if you guys start looking at how um, different RPGs you might run on behalf mm-hmm. of the community. And, and are you wanting to go to Stittsville, Joe? <laughs> I'm okay going to Stittsville, yes. Ah, uh, see, there you go. But so not to cause any disruption or undue... <laughs> I don't know, man. You're you're in Orleans. I mean, that's a little bit farther than Dev, and you're willing. And he's willing. <laughs> well, Joe, you're you're, you're welcome to take my spot. No, no, no. There's none of that. No, we, we figured it. I, I've I've run games in person with online. Like, that's okay. I, I we, once we have this the whole thing set up, we'll be able to have like a better camera system and all that. So it'll be easy to do the. Okay, so three people are showing up online, or three people are showing in person, and two are online or whatever. That's I'll be able to set that up, so there'll be no problem for doing that. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm really looking forward to you guys being a little bit more um, co-located for in-person podcasting, uh, <laughs> gaming, <laughs> just kind of hangouts in general. It's always been uh, a really great part of the last kind of half decade is hanging out with you guys while we uh, well, have a we'll beer keep you- We'll let you, well, yeah, we'll let you know when OOTB has his first official barbecue. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That actually is a great idea. The summer, the summer we also might summer. start brewing our own beer. The OOTB <laughs> beer. We have this wonderful tub in the place that is absolutely no good for being an actual tub. And we no. keep joking that we're going to brew beer in it. So <laughs> The joke only goes until you make your first trip to the hardware store. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Yep." laughs> Yeah, well, uh, uh, on a buddy of ours, Jace, he said he's going to help me figure stuff out because he brews his own. Yeah, he's been brewing beer for almost 10 years now, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he's going to, he's going to, he's willing to help me out and show me how to get stuff set up and do. So, seriously, that's one thing we want to do. So, when we have gaming events, it's like, here's the out of the basement beer to go with your gaming experience. You're not going to get into mead? Mead takes a fuck ton of honey. Like mm. a fuck ton, and it's sweet because mm. fuck ton of honey. <laughs> uh, it's it's the kind of amount of honey that people look at you weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I get uh, ten kilograms? Sorry, sorry. What? <laughs> Can I get ten kilograms of honey, please? <laughs> I swear, <laughs> it's I swear it's just for beer or for me. <laughs> Honest. I like. A, see, I don't mind me now and then, but it is sweet yeah i can't take it i'll take like a sip and that'll be enough yeah all right but, uh, so uh, that's that's it for our uh our segment one um well okay i i've just been doing a lot of the same uh, oh sorry we totally point, forgot about you pat I, yeah my 3.5 on uh on thursday evening so my uh soul blade changeling and nobody knows that that's what he is has uh finally made it up to level six and um yeah we're exploring a tunnel under uh 
some mountains uh, heading towards the uh, desert uh, on the other side of the mountains on the east end of the map of Greyhawk. Uh, and we we just uh, fended off a drow attack. Yay. We, we were more than they were able to handle. Uh, the, the real funny thing about this campaign is that it tends to be on Thursday evenings and uh, around Ottawa every other week on Thursday evenings we end up with a severe weather warning. So while everybody is capable of being uh, available in person, we've always been playing online because uh, nobody wants to leave their house and risk the weather. Uh, the other game is Dwayne's Pathfinder 2, Abomination Vaults. Uh, we're getting closer to our second level. Uh, we tend to just go in, we have an encounter, get the crap beat out of us, and uh, decide to go back to town to recuperate for a little while. But that's the life of a first level character. Yes. <laughs> Oh, what? And, and with you coming back to town, Pat, if uh, you want to join in on that, Dwayne would be uh, quite happy to have you yeah. uh, involved in the game again. Uh, and yeah, that's what I've been doing as far as tabletop role playing goes. Oh, uh, Ed, sorry, thanks for running. Dev, I forgot two things for you. Mm -hmm. Eric has, has got a hold of Twilight 2000, the new edition. I've, I've had a copy of that since uh, the Kickstarter. Yes, I know, but he is looking at running it okay. through Roll20. And, that, and we're still doing our Paladin whenever we can. So the next one is next week, I think. March 6th, I think. Oh, I actually might be able to make that. Yeah. Uh, we need you to come in and have more kids because <laughs> <laughs> our, our family tree has been pruned a lot. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I'm still married. And I, I think I'm still popping out children. So your, your kid, actually, your oldest one is 14 now. Oh, almost enough to start becoming a squire. Exactly. So, because Ludwig, I think, is he's doing his aging rules every, oh. all the time now. Jesus Christ. Uh, so. <laughs> a aging is so brutal in that game. Yeah, it is. It is hor horrible, but we need, yeah, so we're like, we're hoping, okay, fresh blood soon, which means <laughs> we're at the age now where uh, a couple other characters, like Sean's character, your character, and, and uh, Alex, are getting so old now that they're constantly doing the aging rolls. Right. But the kids are not old enough to come in as squires. <laughs> yeah, it took us a while before we actually managed to pump out some kids. Yeah. So the problem is, though, when the three of you start to retire, that means we're going to be having three squires That's coming right. in with no experience. <laughs> That's right. I'm here. Look at me. I'm 15 years old. And you've already experienced that, having been a squire. Yes, yourself. I have. God, yeah. <laughs> I managed to live. Barely, but yeah, it's 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 gonna be. So I'll let you know that if you wanna when it's coming up, cool. so you can join us. Yeah, yeah, I'll pop back on. All right, let's now, let's move before we move on to segment two. Um, the reason we've uh, had invited Joe to come join us, other than the fact that we love hanging out with Joe, uh, let's talk about the upcoming Canadian Tabletop Championships that's going to be taking place here in Ottawa the weekend of May thirteenth, fourteenth. Excellent. Uh, so, Joe, uh, go ahead. Give us your whole spiel about what is the Canadian Tabletop Championship and what kind of cool, awesome events are you putting on for us? Oh, well, thank you very much uh, for, for everything, uh, Devram and team. Uh, it's really amazing to be able to uh, kind of get back to our roots from what we started a few years ago in 2019 with the CTC. Um, it's it's a different crew this year around. We have uh, quite a few new TOs, uh, tournament organizers and event organizers. Um, our, our current uh, venue is, is still the Rideau Curling Club. We're 12, 13, 14, May 2023. Um, 
and for features um, to come up in 2024 and beyond, we'll actually be doing the weekend before Mother's Day. So it'll always be the first full weekend of May. Uh, so we'll kind of get back to that starting in 2024. Um, our, for our championship events, we have seven champs events this year, which is really, really great. Uh, the first one would be with, uh, there's kind of uh, three of them are Games Workshop related. So we have Warhammer 40k champs. Uh, which is probably and looking to be our largest event should be surpassing our last um, size of about 68 which should be getting into the 80s or 90s this year nice mm -hmm. yeah and then we have age of sigmar which is something we weren't able to run back in 2019 but has actually already been uh, selling well and age of sigmar is a, a just a different type of more warhammer fantasy battle or lord of the Rings style type game in terms of uh, characters and setting so aos is uh, looking to do really well and the third one from Games Workshop is uh, Kill Team, our Kill Team mm. champs. Yes. And the cool thing, the nice thing about those three, and that's a squad-based game where you're playing with, you know, three, five, ten characters instead of, uh, or models instead of, you know, 50 to 100 models. So the, the Ah, 50 to 100. You're, you're not playing orcs then. <laughs> only you have 50 to 100 <laughs> models, please. Orcs are like eight points a model now. You can barely afford them. I know. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Between the price of actual plastic going up and the cost points, it's uh, yeah. You're sort of like, oh, models on the table anymore. Yeah, it's no more 180 boys. Exactly. My my green tide is getting smaller by the <laughs> by the year. <laughs> yeah. So between those three, we actually had some really great news come out of uh, Games Workshop. So CTC was selected as a qualifier event for the first ever Games Workshop Worlds. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, so we're really pumped about that. Currently, we have one ticket for each of the events for 40k Age of Sigmar and Kill Team. I have it on pretty good authority that in the next round, we'll be up to three for 40k, three for Age of Sigmar, and three for Kill Team. But we're just waiting for those announcements to be made to be a little bit more official. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so those are our first three events. Actually, still within the Games Workshop is our, um, sorry, the Middle Earth Strategy Battle Game, uh, M-E-S-B-G, or Middle Earth. And uh, Middle-earth is, uh, of course, it is Lord of the Rings, and it has a lot of those wonderful characters. And it was kind of uh, initiated to be more of a narrative-based uh, story and, and gaming experience, but they they found a way to make it where you can still play force on force. So you can do narrative okay. force, which is awesome, or campaigns and, and all those great things, but you can do like a uh, 1v1 over three hour type uh, to head, which is kind of fun. Fourth one is Middle-earth. Uh, fifth one is uh, Bolt Action, which is a World War II based 32mm game. Um, back with Paul Saunders as our, our main TO for Bolt Action. Uh, and then our last two are uh, Flames War and uh, Team Yankee. So that's our top seven lineup. And then each one of those has either a casual narrative or campaign based game behind it. Mm -hmm. um, so, so far we have uh, 14 events lined up. Uh, including uh, a Warhammer uh, 30k or Horus Heresy 30k narrative event and a 30k uh, tournament. So lots nice. of different uh, ranges of events when it comes to one-on-one -on -one gaming. We're also looking at having some doubles events and some um, more fun like team-on-team -team narrative or apocalypse events as well. Um, those haven't been finalized in terms of size and uh, players and TOs yet, but we're, we're looking to expand it to some of the more casual setting where it's more... Um, one versus many or team versus team format where you might just play yeah. for six hours at a time over a few beer and that would be your event as opposed to uh, like five or six round uh, competitive type of event. Right. Oh, um, question, are you going to have any of the um, role-playing stuff there? Because I know Devram last time he was trying to run his 
Fantasy Flight Star Wars. Uh, we didn't, we weren't very well organized for it because it was sort of last minute. So I'm thinking now, if we're talking about it, we can try and see if we can set something up for some role playing stuff. If you're interested in that, uh, oh, 100% interested. Like, first of all, uh, the fact that we're partnered up with uh, with your your wonderful group, the the Other Basement Podcast, and and all your associate, uh, you know, friends of the podcast, and and those that are dedicated and part of the podcast, it's really fantastic because our our streaming was a huge success in 2019, and I know mm-hmm. that your team has been working to expand on those uh, capabilities, the capacity for the stream, the number of live streams, and just mm-hmm. having like your team with such a wide and kind of vast understanding of the universe of everything gaming, like whether it's RPGs, you know, like it's, you know, I, I know we did the Star Wars trivia and that was a lot of fun. And I would definitely like to see something like that again on, and we'd add that into like our social category. But RPGs would be wonderful, and I didn't have anything lined up specifically other than space. So there's there's definitely space and availability. And yeah, if, if you know, like, you'd like to run X number of people, we could start posting that up and say, you know, Star Wars RPG, you know, give it a proper name and time slot, and we'd be yes. able to uh, put tickets up for it. Okay, okay. Well, cool. I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I'll send you information about what I'll run and um, and what kind of, like, time slots might be available for it. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. talk. We'll have to coordinate yeah. between uh, who's going to be streaming and stuff to... Yeah. I was just going to mm-hmm. say, if you guys schedule it, like, you could all kind of do something, like, you're going to be streaming through the peaks uh, sessions, mm-hmm. you know, peak parts of the sessions, like, maybe some of the championship games and some of the, the you know, the busier times, but I'm sure there's going to be some downtime where it's going to be enjoyable to step back and do something a little bit... Uh, well, I was... The community for a game, that'd be mm-hmm. fun. I was also thinking we could actually, if we if there's if we get the right time slot, we could actually you know switch over to streaming of the role playing stuff as well. Oh yeah, That's you know just to show to show people just you know what, here's what's going on. Just so if they weren't involved this year, to give them an idea. Okay, next year if you want to partake or if you want to learn, like I said, Debs with his Dynasty Flight Star Wars, I was going to do Alien Clone Marines was what I was looking at because uh, there's pre-made scenarios and characters for that, so it's mm-hmm. pretty much just. You know, get used to the system. Yeah, just plug um, and play. And mm-hmm. well, from the social point of view, Friday night's going to be a lot bigger than it was uh, in 2019. And I think the the main reason is we're really pushing that. Uh, you know, we're really just emphasizing that you have the opportunity to. You know, a lot of the, the players are coming from out of town and to actually get together um, Friday night, set up all your stuff, tuck away in the corner. It really helps you know make a eight o'clock saturday morning a lot easier when you know all your stuff's already there and set up um, unless you have a chance to chat with some people like other teammates or old friends you know yep. have a beer mm-hmm. and, and i think friday night would be one of those great opportunities to run like uh, uh you know one of those different types of games like uh, the star wars trivia or any kind of trivia type game um mm-hmm. and we have the lounge um upstairs and downstairs so we could actually run multiple social events at the same time and if they're streamed i think that would be That'd be great. Yeah, and I know I'm going to be planning to uh, plug uh, Patreon for OOTB because, like, if you like <laughs> what we're doing for the streaming, support us so we can grow and do more yeah. next year, right? Um, I think that's a good unf- idea. Well, like, unfortunately, um, the Montreal one died out. Warzone? Yeah, Warzone, yeah. Which is too mm. bad because we liked oh, we that wanted was to go to that such a one. great event. That was. Um, on on the, the, the idea of content... Um, you know, supporting um, game systems, running your podcast. Uh, you know, I, I think the core team obviously has um, the capacity to, to do so much, and, and I, but I also know you have a lot of friends and friends of friends that might be able to help you guys and us mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and whether it's running other game systems or RPGs or 
um, you know, just helping you guys on the stream. Uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where we've also been kind of growing our volunteer and support network as well. And mm -hmm. uh, I think I think more hands make light work in in, in many cases. And, well, uh, also getting people to come onto the stream to chat because. The yeah. first year, a lot of time, it was just us. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, we loved having the people for interviews, so hoping we can get that set up. It was like, hey, yeah, you're a TO for this, or you, you're you going to talk about this game. Come, chat. You know, we have 30 minutes or an hour. Just come and join us. You know, mm -hmm. have, a, have yeah. a guest seat that's just available for anyone who wants to come by and chat about anything. Yeah, well, you know? with 17 registered events right now, room to grow on all of the social and all of the casual gaming. I mean... The number of TOs and EOs across that, that's uh, 17 segments, right? Or, mm -hmm. or more. So I, yeah. I really would love, to, and we'll make sure we explain that. I know, Pat, you're on, you're kind of on the core team for us um, representing our social mm -hmm. media side on the CTC. So that'll be yeah. really good to, to let those guys know that it's like, you know, whenever you would like to, um, to engage or have any of the players, um, you know, come on or, or the TOs, EOs, and out, yes. of, out of town guests as well. There's quite a few people traveling. Oh. It'd be kind of fun yeah. to get those guys from Alberta, they'll be coming in. It'll be always always funny and to listen to them mm. chat about different topics. Um, are, are you going to be having the painting competitions going on again? or? Yeah, so each event has painting as a requirement, and the uh, competition will be um, like built into the, the scoring rubric for each event. So as an example, the scoring for Warhammer 40,000 and the thresholds for that will be the same across all 40k events, but maybe different than Age of Sigmar and Kill Team and whatnot. Um, so that being said, uh, Glenn Beach from, oh shoot, uh, Warp Smith Studios, sorry. Uh, yes, Glenn, yes. Will be, Glenn will be our, uh, our main um, artistic uh, judge in all things when it comes to um, the painting uh, rubric for events. So he'll be going through and, and doing those competitions as well. Um, and also looking at, we're adding new categories for competition, whether it's a small figure, large base figure, or uh, diorama, uh, or vehicle size. So you'll get four different categories, whether it's at the army level, all the way down to like a small figure, 28 millimeter nice. size. I remember in the first one too, though, you had uh, like a painting like set up just for, for fun. Like I know the kids like that, where the kids got to go and, and paint. Are you planning to have the same thing again, where it's like, here's an area for, you know, uh, to show people how to do some painting, basic painting ideas, but also bring the kids to paint there? Yeah, so we, we had uh, a lot focused on the family side for 2019, and although we're, we're also looking to return that same uh, capability when it comes to, um, you know, kids' uh, activities, we are going to focus it in an area. So we had it spread a little bit too spread out last time. And this time, I think we're going to focus it so that we can have multiple uh, kid stations or, or any adult. As you said, we have a bunch of models already donated um, and paints and painting uh, and modeling equipment. So we'll put it all in an area and people, whether it's painting up their first or second model or, or doing a demo, we'll also kind of co-locate it with our demos. And then mm -hmm. that way, between demos, you know, first time painting, um, first time building and all those kind of like really cool things that a lot of people may, may have never actually done before. We want to make sure that's still an opportunity for kids and, and people that are just getting into the tabletop gaming scene that are going to be able to do it as well. Now, these sorts of events are also perfect opportunities to go out and purchase new things. What sort of uh, vendor hall setup will there be this year? Yeah, so we're, we're focusing the vendor hall. It had been uh, using a lot of the gaming space last year. And mm -hmm. this time we're going to actually focus it. Um, the vendors are just going to be along 
the main glass wall between the lounge and the main arena. So we're not reducing the number of vendors, we're just limiting where they're able to set up okay. um, by taking out the bring and buy. So at this point, we don't have plans to organize uh, as large a bring and buy this year or any bring and buy. It just took a lot of space for the amount of use that it used. And mm -hmm. this time we'd rather have the vendors all along the nice, the nice glass walls. Um, and we should have space for eight different uh, companies, businesses, or organizations to set up and vent for this year. Um, that also means um, by having the vendors along the glass wall, you guys will be on the second floor lounge uh, yes. with that entire length, which is about 30 feet long, which will be really great for you guys to be able to set up in a more dedicated area where noise pollution is a little bit less of an issue. Mm. Um, mm. Your, your ability to oversee the entire arena will be right out your window. Mm -hmm. um, and that'll give vendors more dedicated space, you guys a more dedicated space, including streaming tables, uh, and also a little bit quicker and easier access to the food. <laughs> if, if at all desired, it'll be right there. But so. the bar is going to be so far away. Dave goes 12 <laughs> stairs to the bar. You don't understand. Oh, well. Stairs are my mortal enemy. <laughs> <laughs> They're his kryptonite. That's They're right. his... Son of a gun. I guess, I guess as long as we're all still friends, we can, we can, we can get our friends to go get... Yeah, yeah, water. yeah. I'll, I'll just need a beer, bitch. That's all. No problem. No, no. I'm going to bring my bar fridge. I'm going to bring my bar fridge. What are you talking about? No, no, no. You're not bringing external beer into a place where there, there's oh, already no, a vendor bring, support. No, no, I'm not bringing external beer. You just I'm going to buy them in bulk. Buy them in bulk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep them close at hand. I, when they open up the bar at 6.05 a.m. on Saturday, you'll be like, yep, so my 12-pack you reserved for me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's turning around the rules because you probably no one should drink that much at 6.05, but when you realize you just piece together it over the day. I'm buying it for a group. I'm buying it yeah. for the group upstairs. Yeah, it's for the whole group upstairs. Yeah, really. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's like, yeah. that bar fridge is mine and the other bar fridge is yours. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Although, either, it's, easy, it's easy to offer the guests a beer if it's right in the you know out of the basement beer fridge. Exactly, that is true. I guess mm -hmm. beer fridge would be pretty experience. Awesome. <laughs> so like... no, we're we're really uh, really excited for CTC this year. I know it's been a few years in the in the works. Unfortunately, we had to take a pause, which uh, for some unknown out. virus from some unknown origin. Yeah, exactly, unknown origins. Um, but no, we're, we're looking to, uh, to grow on our successes from, from a few years ago. We've already kind of made some changes to the parking and like logistics changes. So there'll mm -hmm. be more parking, better parking options. Um, we're looking to have uh, more staff available from the curling club so that things like um, service at the bar and service for the restaurant will be faster turnarounds and easier access. It'll be a little bit more streamlined that if you are just trying to get, you know, pizza and a beer, that'll be directly down to the main bar and if you're mm -hmm. trying to get a full meal you can eat uh order and eat upstairs which will be um a little bit easier on on everyone and mm -hmm. uh, we've also staggered lunches daily between 11 and 1. So, okay so it's not like all 300 people are done at once go get food exactly mm -hmm. yeah With, especially the biggest thing we did is we took warhammer 40k um and basically gave it the 12 30 to 130 slot or maybe it's even one to two and so everyone will be basically before that and then and vice versa on the sunday so it'll be things have just been a little bit uh you know kind of um coordinated better for timings and schedules and logistics uh which i think in the end will make a more pleasant experience overall for players organizers friends 
uh, and those just coming to check it out for the first time. Well, it, it totally but, makes right. sense that for a first time event, it would be maybe a little chaotic or, or less well organized mm -hmm. than than once you've got that experience, then you can start streamlining it and making everything just a little easier. But mm -hmm. I think we all, we all it, it went well. It went. Oh, yeah, know, absolutely. Hiccups. We had an amazing time uh, and the issues that were kind of venue related, nothing we could do about it. Like uh, the fact that we didn't have high speed internet set up, even though that was kind of um, supposed to already be set up before we got there. That's not an issue that really could be foreseen. It's just something you have to experience and then um, chalk it up to uh, to experience for next year. So, so I, it's funny how you mentioned these things, for, these little hiccups from 2019. So the whole internet thing is my fault because uh, I showed up at the venue like a week, before, like multiple times, you know, in 2018, 2019. But a week before, I was like, you know, guys, this internet is trash here. We should really get it upgraded. And he's like, well, I don't know how to do that. I was like, oh, well, just give me one of your statements. So I grabbed the statement. It's with Roger's business. And I gave him a call and ended up schmoozing our way into like a gigabyte up and down line and uh, for like a really good deal. Yeah. Um, but the only thing is that the Rito Curling Club had been on this archaic system for so long and they had their own in-house, uh, they were doing their own email server and web hosting. Okay. So when the Rogers guy came, it like ended up taking down the art, the Rito Curling Club Wi-Fi, it took down their email server, yeah. it took down their booking tool for ICE. It took down like everything that's important to the Rito Curling Club, except for the high speed. <laughs> so, so, and the guy ended up showing up Friday night to do this. And of course, we had already had the first day of gaming on Friday. Yes. So, and then, and then I'm like, Patrick, we really need to start streaming. So, <laughs> between their point of sale being down, their ATM was also connected to their internet. I, I remember that. Yeah, so I remember that. Yeah. At, so you couldn't get cash, you couldn't pay with cash, you couldn't pay with debit, you couldn't pay with credit card, <laughs> you couldn't get onto the Wi-Fi, and then all of a sudden they switched to flip switch and then you, you started to... But yeah, those are just the funny times, you know, like, there's there's always frustrating moments at any at any uh, convention of some kind or some size, but yeah, you kind of like laugh about them after the fact. Oh, oh yeah. Mm. And uh, like I said, we, was, it was, we were really looking forward to it. Um, again, I apologize, I haven't been... Well, Everyone knows my my family situation. So now that uh, you know my mother's doing much better, and uh, she's got a place uh, already set up for Wednesday for nursing home and all that. So now I'll be able to focus more uh, back into the social aspect of CTC and out of the basement stuff as well. So yes, I'll be kind of like the last second plug there. Um, yep. Come join us at the Canadian Tabletop Championship Gaming Convention or CTCGC.org. Uh, you can find us on Facebook under Canadian Tabletop Championship. Our website um, is where we do typically all of our information pushes, so you can get news about all the events, a full event listing where you can purchase your tickets. We have both the rules of policy uh, and logistics tab, so if you have any questions from coming from out of town or any information regarding the events, their player packs, the TOs, or just want to send us a message, uh, please feel free to use the website, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, and we are building a Discord server this week, so we'll be able to start streamlining some of our uh, TOs on for just fast and easy turnarounds and questions related to your events. And Perfect. Yeah, huge, huge thanks to uh, Out of the Basement. You guys have always been very supportive, and we just really love building that relationship, uh, especially where we all get to have some fun and actually do things together and uh, throw a beer in the middle. Exactly. And mm -hmm. uh, uh, out of the basement, we'll probably run another ad again um, sometime in April. Just you know, for the just for as a quick reminder to people, because we did get. Uh, I think CTC did get some traffic. I know out of the basement did get traffic from the ad. Mm -hmm. 
uh, we got some a fair amount of responses, which Dev and I were like, no, no, go talk to the organizers, <laughs> not us. Uh, but I think it's still worthwhile for us to do that again, just again to reach out to remind, you know, as an ad to say, hey, yeah, if you hadn't known yet, here's something coming up, you know, in Ottawa in May to come check out. Or if you can't make it physically, you'll be able to stream, watch our stream. And I think mm -hmm. the streaming side is actually the most critical growth area for CTC this year. Like, it's always mm -hmm. great to add an event or make an event bigger or better. But the ability to engage across such a, you know, our world is so small when you connect it with the internet and you, you either Twitch or YouTube it or, you know, right over Discord. I think the ability to, to reach a lot of North America or English-speaking America uh, and Europe with the, the stream will be just amazing. Like we had, I think, 250 uh, streams for the 40K Champs finals. And mm -hmm. then it was multiples of thousands of views. And I think it was like eight or 10,000 views. And that yes. was just a very quickly put together stream. So if we plan it, coordinate it, advertise it a bit, I think we'll even crack those records into very Well, we might be able to have help uh, Devrim mm -hmm. freebooters. Well, okay. So I don't know if this is common knowledge or not, but um, Terrace Cassidy, who runs Geek Nation Tours, had set up the Freebooters Network about six years ago. Um, mainly as a, uh, a way to advertise his side business of Geek Nation Tours, but also to kind of bring the community together. Um, we, we all have lots of friends who do individual podcasts and, and wanted to kind of create a central location where all of these different podcasts could um, could kind of share uh, their, their um, viewership or audience. Um, and so that, that was the, the birth of, of Freebooters. He has, uh, in the last uh, four months, decided to kind of move on and return to his roots of uh, running the business. Um, he's really kind of downsizing all the additional work that he's doing to spend more time with his family. And so I have actually taken on ownership of the Freebooters Network and all of the various podcasts that they're kind of associated with that. So we have a pretty wide audience. And so what I will do is um, I will start, a, well, I will uh, put an ad onto all the various Freebooter episodes going out between now and May uh, for a um, an ad for CTC, basically. And so that that will be okay. part of all the episodes that are, are coming out on the Freebooters Network for the next few months. Well, that's absolutely amazing. And, and congratulations on, on filling in uh, big shoes and into that key role, uh, Devram. That's amazing. I, I wasn't aware. But well, I, I was really kind of, great. I was doing all the work anyway. He was really just yes. the figurehead <laughs> and the, uh, uh, the, he, he was the guy who brought everyone together. So, but uh, like the actual nitty gritty and, and the, the nuts and bolts work, it's, it's all stuff I was doing anyway. So I'm, I'm just going to continue doing that, and, but I'll just take a more leadership role at the same time. Yeah. Well, that's great. And, and I don't know if, uh, any of those podcasts have any slots you want me to jump on just to, to say hi for 10 or 15 minutes? Well, one of our flagships is uh, 40K Radio. Um, so they would be the perfect people to talk about a convention where 40K is a large part hey. of what's happening. So um, what I'll do is I'm, I'm actually going to talk to the uh, the guys who run 40K Radio. Um, one of them lives in Montreal, really good friend. Um and uh, and and we'll we'll definitely set up some sort of interview with you over the next uh, month or so. Well, that would be wonderful. Thank you very much. Yeah. 
which and then do we want to continue with segment two or well, is that take well care let's of let's let's okay <laughs> do you guys actually have any news and rumors that you want to talk about i mean i have a couple of things um that i want to discuss the kickstarter for the monty python uh role-playing yes. game has yeah. finally completed um yeah. i'm on it i know i think you're on it as well pat uh so we, oh, should, yes. we should be seeing our stuff in the next three to four months the pdfs are coming out relatively soon yes. i um, cannot wait to get my coconut dice shaker <laughs> <laughs> it's such a wackadoodle campaign uh i kind of yeah. wish like we i know we we talked about it when it first was initially launched uh but we, we never really kind of kept up with where it was over the course of the last few months uh, but it, it did yep. recently just uh just complete yeah they they announced it uh finally they went through all the payments and kickstarter the final payment stuff the you know make sure you have your address updated mm -hmm. it's all set up um they've added a lot of stuff to it because the, the backers just like the backing went through the roof mm -hmm. for them so like okay well we'll give you something extra and one of the things i'm talking about is because everyone remembers monty python the holy grail right where the guys falling behind banging coconuts behind Arthur to make clippity-clop sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the things for physical backers is they designed this coconut-shaped dice shaker. So you put your dice in there and you shake up your dice. So it's, it's all following that sort of theme of, you know, tongue-in-cheek humor stuff. Yeah. It, you can get a uh, actual cow catapult. <laughs> Fetch it, Lavash! Fetch it, Lavash! So... <laughs> Um, I'm not too sure how much, like, if it will really work as a campaign, but I'm pretty sure as, like, you know, those those things that get CTC or whatever, mm -hmm. where oh, you just have, shots. okay, but the one-shots, get together, you know, we're doing Monty Python, come up, make sure you have your quotes ready, make sure you have your sarcastic, you know, hat worn, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, so by next CTC to 2024, uh, it'll have, we'll have our physical copies so we'll be able to do something with ctc there's before. actually a chance we'll have them for this year but i just don't know if we'll be able to run anything yeah. it'll be too well, soon because we're too soon yeah that's that's the problem so yeah. um i know i'm looking forward to for movies though uh john wick is coming out in march john which wick i'm looking for john wick 4 which i'm looking forward to um, uh, also speaking of march mandalorian season 3 is set to drop march three. 1st i'm yep. super super looking forward to it uh so it's funny we were talking earlier about how paul was talking about he's watching the bad batch um <laughs> I love Star Wars. Everyone knows this. And all the Star Wars live action shows, the second they, they release their episodic um, episodes, uh, I'll, I'll watch it like that day. But for some reason, I, I didn't have that drive with the Bad Batch. Uh, I loved it. I went back and watched it once it was all done and absolutely yeah. adored it. But I never really got into the habit of just watching them as the episodes as they drop. And it's exactly the same this year. Um, for season two, uh, they're already what, maybe halfway through the season. And I haven't watched a single episode yet. I, I don't know why. But I, I Mandalorian, the second that first episode is ready, I'm going to be sitting there watching it. <clears throat> yeah, for, for the Bad Batch, they have 10 episodes out right now. Right, uh, I think it's 14 or 15 episodes total this year, so they're three-quarters of the way through the season. And I'll, and I'll definitely watch it once once all the episodes are released. I'll just sit there and binge it over like a weekend or something. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's what I figured you'll do. Whereas like, I'm the same as Andor, I, I didn't oh. watch it every week. But oh, I, I, I watched Andor religiously every fucking week. That's such a I, good I, show. I, I waited for two or three 
I waited for two or three. So oh, I then binge two them. Or three and one, sure. And then binge them, because then it's like at least then it's like an hour and a half of stuff that I, right. I want to do. But that, yeah, I'm the same. I didn't want to wait till the end of the season to watch them. I'm like, no, this is too good. Yeah. I I don't think there will be more Andor. Uh, Andor was kind of a self-contained story. No, because we still no. haven't seen how he gets yeah. involved with the rebellion. They might have it. It's because Disney's going through some management changes, shall we say? Yeah, but the the the, the chief um, Star Wars team is staying put. So um, Favreau said he was he's definitely staying on as uh, one of the creative directors uh, with. Mm -hmm. um, is it Ryan Johnson? Who's the other guy? Who's the, who's the guy? No, no, no. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Who, whoever he is. Um, so the, the two of them are containing our, our, they're good. Filoni. Filoni. Yes. Dave yeah. Filoni. Uh, the two of them are staying in control of everything Star Wars related for the foreseeable future. There will be a Mandalorian episode, a season four. They, they already mm -hmm. uh, talked about and that that's not the end of Mandalorian. There will be further stories yeah. after that as well. So Mandalorian could be going for like the next 10 years and I'm here for it. I have no problem. Like I said, I'm looking forward to season three. Looking forward to it. Um, I can't think. Um, I'm not too sure about the DC switchover uh, with James, James Gunn, Gunn. Yeah, running it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I like what he's done with you know, as a director. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not like their whole. Okay, we've got Batwoman in the can, pretty much. We're just gonna kill it. I, I don't you know? know if that was so much him though as. Well, no, the new owners, like the new, sorry, the new management. Right. But it was also like, okay, uh, like Black Adam, like, okay, well, it was it was an okay movie. It was an okay movie. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, the, the the whole thing of like Henry Cavill. Oh, hey, we're gonna bring Henry Cavill back as Superman, and then nope, he's not there anymore. Yeah. Well, then why have the then post edit get rid of the teaser? Like, if you know he's not, like, because they said there was no plans to bring him back as Superman even before the movie got released. Right. Right? Then so what's, case, what's the point of having that teaser there? Yeah. Yep. Why have it there? Like, and also, you, you've introduced with Flash and that multi, the multiverse, mm -hmm. well, their, their version of it. So again, you could have Henry Cavill as a Superman and some other guys as Superman. Yep. You've got mm -hmm. the Batmans, you've got multiple Batmans, which you say exists, you know, simultaneously. Because the new uh, trailer for Flash has the original Michael Keaton yep. as Batman, right? So why not have Henry Cavill Superman? Because it's not like the fans weren't saying, "Hey, we love this guy as Superman," you know. Mm -hmm. Henry so Henry know. Cavill is probably my current favorite celebrity. He yeah. seems like an awesome dude to hang out with. Uh, he's into all the stuff we're into. He makes yes. an amazing Superman. Mm -hmm. I loved him in Witcher. Um, uh, any anything he's in, I'll watch. I'm looking forward to what they do with the uh, Warhammer 40k thing that it's going to be with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm not too, like, there's there's very little out about what it's actually going to be. So, my buddy Joe, um, who's uh, not not you, Joe, but my, my, my oh, Amer American Joe. Uh, no. are, you saying Joe, are you saying Joe's not your buddy? Is that it? You're just... <laughs> so, part of my Thursday night uh, gaming group are uh, people that I've met on Geek Nation tours in the past, and Joe is one of the... Um, uh, one of my roommates from previous uh, trips that I've taken. He and I have become amazing friends. The, the whole Thursday night group are all basically Geek Nation Tours alumni who have uh, who we've formed this 
very strong bond. We get together every week to chat, play games, whatever. And we go to like conventions and other, other things together. He is convinced, convinced that Harry, Henry Cavill is going to be showing up at Adepticon this year as, as part of a GW push for whatever the thing that they're oh, doing shit. with him. He, God damn it, I can't afford to go. He is damn absolutely it. convinced it's going to happen. I don't okay. think it's going to happen, but that, that's, that's his, uh, that's his it, idea. Bring your recorder, bring your camera, <laughs> just in case. Oh like, my God. Could you imagine? So I hate celebrity culture. I hate the fascination people have with celebrities and how they mm -hmm. geek over, over these people. Um, I've met some of the uh, black, black library authors when they come to these, yes. come to Adepticon. They've always been amazing people who, who are amazing to just sit there and have a beer with and talk about regular stuff. If you don't start drooling over them as celebrities, mm -hmm. like yeah, exactly. Graham, Graham McNeil is not really a top notch celebrity in the real world, but in the, in black library in, in 40 K world, he is oh, a God. God. Yeah. And, yeah, same and, as Dan but I, Oh, I, I'm so upset that I missed the year Abnett was there. That was the, the year. The, my first year was the year after Abnett came down for oh, Depticon. Yeah. That would have been, apparently he's the most amazing guy to just hang out and have a beer with as was Graham McNeil. But like um, but small smiley, uh, I, I can't remember his name. But big buff dude, he always shows up to these uh, Black Library events. So anyway, that's that. He, Henry Cavill might be the one celebrity I might fan fan out over. <laughs> well, you know, because he does. You're right. He does seem down to earth. And if and I would not be surprised if because Abdepticon is a huge GW True. thing. Right? Very much so. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it, it wasn't. In the in previous years, so GW had this thing where they weren't doing going to any conventions, they weren't doing any prize support. Um, they they would still have their store there, so they they would send people over with merchandise to sell uh, as a vending opportunity. But they didn't actually put on any any shows or anything. This uh, the last maybe three years that's really started to change. They've changed yeah, their policy. Yeah. They're now running tournaments. They're providing crazy uh, prize support. Or is um, that paint stuff? They they have like their painters show up to give paint lesson painting lessons. Right. So yeah, and and most importantly, the 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 Golden Brush or Golden Demon painting competition is back at Adepticon as of the last two years, um, replacing Crystal Brush that was there, which was run by the guys from Cool Mini or not. Um, so now the GW's really strong back in North America in the convention scene. Um, that's one of the reasons why he's thinking Henry Cavill might be showing up at Adepticon. <laughs> You can just send him an email, talk to his agent. Hey, sure. we have one in Ottawa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Joe, no, you I... you've already connected with Games Workshop. They're they're providing you uh, support, True. right? Why not? Put support. put in a word. Yeah, all the things. <laughs> even 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 actually a live Discord chat, like ask ask me anything. Chat. Yeah, like he doesn't have to physically show up. He could you know come join us on the stream. Oh my god, could you imagine interviewing Henry fucking Cavill on the stream? That would be amazing. I I would lose my mind. Our, our, viewer, our viewership would go through the roof on that one. True. Yeah, it would. It would. Uh, but I mean, you know again, it doesn't hurt to at least reach out and yeah, say... Yeah, just ask. Yeah. Who's, who's it gonna hurt? What's, what's no the worst he can say no, and then we're nowhere, nowhere worse than we already are. Exactly. exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay, Joe, get on it. Start a petition. Said... <laughs> Start an online petition. <laughs> hey, listen, we we started this whole push to have um oh shit. Who 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 are we uh You're talking about Bruce Campbell? Bruce Campbell, yeah. Bruce we Campbell, we had this yeah. whole thing and Bruce Campbell showed up the very next year to uh Comic Con, so Right, yeah. Out of the basement makes it happen. 
It does. It does. <laughs> so maybe not 2023, but we can start the thing for, you know, try for 2024. But yep. like I said, even if he just joins on the stream and says, hey, I'm just here to, you know, see how things are going. Devil like when? I'm in Devil his win. pants, you know. <laughs> oh, I would. I would be the first one in line. Let's <laughs> roll <laughs> your faces. No. We love you. Anyway. <laughs> I'll bury your children. What? You'll bury his children? I don't think he wants bear, that. Bear, bear, bear his children. <laughs> I, I think either one's still not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, does anyone have anything else we want to talk about, or should we just say thanks for joining us? Well, since we were talking about uh, James Gunn, okay. uh, Suicide Squad is going to be coming to Netflix next month. March. I, I, I actually very much enjoyed that movie, and the uh, the spin-off Peacemaker show that came off of that. And yes. I, I don't know if you guys have seen that or not, but it's very, oh, yeah. very good. It is hilarious. Um, John Cena found his niche for acting. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he plays a goof. Um, it's funny. I actually saw a uh, an interview that's that somebody famous did with with John Cena about how when The Rock was starting out the whole acting thing, he was shitting on him for not being a real wrestler and for putting acting yeah. before wrestling. And he's like, um, "I was so wrong, uh, and uh, I'm I'll be the first person to admit it." Um, he basically uh, was the um, the the vanguard. To allow Cena now to then go ahead and and spend all well, of his time. Well, you you really got to go back to you know Hogan. The 80s. No, no. Yes, no. that's what started the whole thing. But sure, but 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 Roddy... but those people weren't really movie stars, right? They were wrestlers who did movies. The Rock, right, okay. The Rock yes. is a motherfucking movie star. Oh yeah, he is. The yeah. fact that he used to wrestle at one point is no longer of any issue to anyone. No one even no. remembers his wrestling. He's he's known as The Rock because of wrestling, but he's a fucking movie star. Now, the only thing I have with The Rock is the thing is because he has a clause that he can't lose yeah. the fight. Yeah. Which and again, like I said, for if you're doing superhero stuff or any sort of one, it's like, well, I know Black Adam can't lose because the it's Rock has in his contract. Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's same as Fast and Furious. It's like Vin Diesel and him are both have the thing of no one can actually lose a fight. <laughs> so yeah, at worst, it's a draw between the two of them. <laughs> it's a draw. So like, <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, there's no excitement here because I know neither yeah. one's going to win or lose. It's yeah. just going to end up, you know, something else happens and they have to fight someone else. But And that's why my yeah. favorite Fast and Furious movie will always be Tokyo Drift because it's the only one that Vin Diesel is only in for like a minute. Yes. <laughs> Although I I don't mind him. He's he's okay. He seems like a decent guy. He plays D and D, so that that uh, brings him up in my eyes anyway. Yeah, like I said, just more the contract stuff. Yeah, I can't lose. I know. Uh, it's 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 Hollywood ego, and I w- I wish people would get over shit like that and just be an actor. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but uh, yeah, and so final plug for uh, Canadian Tabletop Championship 2023, May 12, 13, and 14th at the Ottawa Rideau Carlton Club, uh, Curling Club, sorry. Mm-hmm. And also uh, out of the basement, Patreon to help us grow more for these live streaming events so we can be able to have a whole bunch of cameras and people helping out to do the live streaming. Pat, you know what that means we'll actually have to do stuff for Patreon now, right? Yes, I know that. But wait, okay. that's why we're having a whole setup in the house. Okay. I'm going yeah. to get back to... Set it up and it, it's easier not to take it down all the time. Yes, exactly. It's also easier on the equipment, too. 
Well, yeah. also easier because I'm not stuck in a room anymore. For yeah. me, right? Because it's like I can actually have an office for out of the basement to go, okay, I'll go record stuff. As opposed to, oh, I'm stuck in my room with my cat. <laughs> mm -hmm. right, so. But you don't like your cat? Oh, I do, but it's like just having one room. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for me. So thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Out of the Basement Podcast. We'd like to thank Radio Free Music for our intro and outro music. Both songs were done by an amazing artist named Silent Partner. The intro music is called Drop and Roll, and the outro music is called Grand Navy Plaza. And we'll have links to both those songs in our show notes. If you liked what you heard and wish to support the show, please consider becoming a backer on Patreon. We can be found at patreon.com slash OOTBpod. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time.